Good morning. Welcome back to the Broadcast Retirement Network. This is BRN AM for Tuesday, February 6th, 2024. And our top story today, do you need life insurance in retirement? Joining me now to help break this all down, Phil Snyder is the Senior Vice President from the Warner Companies. And full disclosure, he's also my father. Dad, great to see you. Thanks so much for joining us on the program this morning. Hey, Jeff. Good to see you as well. Pleasure to see you. And we were joined earlier in the green room by our my cat, Sebastian, who has since departed. The audience would have gotten a chance to meet him or see him again. Uh, Dad, I want to talk to you about a serious topic, and that's obviously life insurance. And I, my first question to you is, do you need life insurance in retirement? Well, this is one of those questions that requires a pretty general answer. Um because it depends, and it depends on circumstances. Um, insurance is really just money. It's money you buy from an insurance company that's payable upon death, and you buy it typically on the installment plan. So if you need money in retirement that you don't currently have for a broad array of possible circumstances, then you may need life insurance in retirement. Yeah, so... So there, as we've talked to you in the past, there's multiple kinds of life insurance, but I'm going to define them into whole life, which has a cash value, mm-hmm. and term life insurance. I realize I'm not the expert here. You are. Um, but really, depending on what you buy, a term life insurance policy is going to be a lot cheaper than a cash value or a whole life policy. But you could actually use that, that cash value in retirement to pay some of your expenses if you if you chose to go that route. That, yeah. Um yeah, typically, people would buy term insurance for a relatively short-term need. For example, to fund college education for their children where you know what the funding period and when the money will be required to pay down a mortgage uh, or things of that nature where there's a finite period of time over which you'll need the coverage. And the coverage may not be in needed in whole. Um, over that period of time. So you may want to modify your coverage downward um, if need be. Permanent insurance, which you termed whole life, but there are a cross-section of available products that build cash value are really more permanent products. They're designed for the long haul. They can build substantial cash value within predetermined IRS guidelines that can be accessed later on in life to fund obligations, to pay down obligations, to use a supplemental income, things of that nature. Typically speaking, permanent insurance well into retirement years is more a, a, a need for either estate planning issues or things of that nature, or business agreements buy-sell agreements between shareholders and a business or things of that nature. Most less affluent people, let's call them, would only have permanent insurance if they weren't able to accumulate enough assets during their lifetime to meet all what they anticipate will be their future needs for money. It's really just as simple as that. And of course, you can extrapolate from that to determine each individual circumstance and what may or may not be needed. Dad, retirement now, it's not age 65, certainly not for you. You're, uh, I don't give away your age, but people work beyond that that number. And I think there's a lot of conversation just in general in the retirement industry about should retirement age be 65. 
We're not going to cover that here. But if you choose to get life insurance um, at age 65 or older, I have to imagine that there are hurdles, greater hurdles, than if you were to acquire that life insurance at age 50, age 40, age 30. Well, it depends the means to which you acquire the life insurance. Many employers sponsor plans, for example, allow you to buy opportunity, allow you to buy insurance through your employer without medical underwriting requirements, without the need to prove you're healthy. Um, and you can also supplement those through some plans, additional plans offered through an employer. But by and large, to buy significant amounts of life insurance, you're going to need to prove you're in good health or at least demonstrate what your level of health is uh, so that the insurance company can make an, a, a valid determination as to the appropriate price for the product you wish to buy. Yeah. So the older you are, the more difficult in all likelihood that will become. So you don't want to wait if you can avoid waiting till you're very old to buy insurance. That would be a good thing to do. Dad, just to tee up our next segment, life insurance is not long-term care insurance. Would that be a fair statement? Uh, that's generally a, a fair statement, yes. All right, I got one right. Where it's not in a few minutes, but. Yeah, yeah, let's, let's I wanna just put that out there and I wanted to answer that question because when we come back, we're gonna talk about why you need long-term care insurance. I think it's an important benefit. We're gonna talk more about that. You're gonna wanna stay tuned right here on BRN AM. Imagine a new television network that will make you richer, healthier, and in control of your financial future. This network is for the policewoman in Nashville, Tennessee, the baker in Dubuque, Iowa, the teacher in Lexington, Kentucky. We want to make the idea of savings and retirement culturally relevant. But what do you see as a defining issue of the midterms? Especially for the smaller businesses, I mean, they are the lifeblood of the American economy. Featuring exclusive interviews, current affairs, and docu-series. 33 yeah. years old, you retired early. The philosophy is money only matters if it helps you live a life that you love. But you gotta start thinking about retirement as soon as you get in. The Broadcast Retirement Network will drive very high engagement with premium partnerships. So this isn't retirement and savings for your parents or grandparents. This is for all Americans. And we're gonna change the way you think about money. Welcome to the next frontier of retirement and savings. This is BRN, the Broadcast Retirement Network. Well, Dad, thanks so much for staying with us. Really appreciate you hanging around for segment number two this morning. Oh, of course, Chef. Happy to do it. And uh, so we, we kind of teased out the long-term care insurance, and it is not very different product, set of products, than life insurance. And why do... I, I'm a firm believer, you know, I'm not in the insurance industry. I don't sell any products, but I'm a firm believer just knowing what I know about medical expenses and getting older. I just went through a, an injury with my leg, as you know, dad, mm -hmm. uh, long-term care insurance 
that's an important benefit for anyone of any income level. Well, it could be. Um, if you're ultra-affluent, you probably have more than ample money to pay for the cost of long-term care. Long-term care is custodial care. It's not medical care. Medical insurance, health insurance doesn't pay for custodial care. Generally speaking, Medicare pays very limited benefits for custodial care. So it is not medical insurance. Um, so it's... It, Every circumstance is different. Um, I can give you an example or two or three if you'd like. You know, yeah, give us give us one. I don't think we have to, the, the right. bandwidth to do three, but give us an example just to illustrate why this is important. All right. Well, let me give you an example of a decision that I just learned today. A very affluent young family. Um, he's 50 years old. His wife is approximately the same age. Uh, we explored the possibility of getting them long-term care insurance, and ultimately they made a decision to self-fund it. They're not going to buy the insurance, and that's fine if that's what they want to do. Um, conversely, people should recognize that long-term care is is likely to happen. There's probably a 65 to 70% chance that at some point in a retiree in a retiree's lifetime, if not pre-retirement, you're going to need some form of long-term care. Um, it could be due to cognitive impairment. It could be to physical issues. Uh, it could be both. Uh, but ultimately, you may need some some type of long-term care assistance. Uh, and and just to clarify, Medicare, Medicaid, this doesn't typically cover the long-term care we're talking about. So having someone come in, you've got incontinence. You've you know someone to help you get dressed someone to schlep you to the mall, right? I mean, they do all those types of things. That typically is not covered by Medicaid and Medicare. Is that correct? I won't speak to Medicaid because I don't have a lot of involvement with Medicaid, but Medicare has very, very short-term benefits available to provide those, pay for those types of services. Um, health insurance does not pay for that. So your alternatives are to pay for it yourself, to use insurance, or to use a combination of the two. Um, typically, most of the people I work I work with are they're, they're generally middle upper middle class people for the most part. Some are very affluent, um, and they have some resources. But then they may want to hedge their bet a little bit and buy some form of long term care coverage in the event that they have an extended need. Are uh, are more employers offering this as a benefit? Uh, knowing again, talking about this in the in the first segment aging population, people living longer, although the mortality number actually has come down slightly since the COVID pandemic, but they're living longer. Are more um, companies, small, middle, large, offering this as an important benefit to their employees? And do you need to supplement, if that is the case, do you need to supplement it with additional additional long-term care insurance? Well, I think there are more and more offerings appearing in the marketplace for employer-sponsored plans. The, the issue there is those plans tend to be limited in the amount of coverage you can buy, and therefore they may not be adequate in the long term to pay for an extended long uh, need for long-term care. So you may have to supplement them. I'm just now involved with another individual who works for a major long-term, a major uh, benefits consulting firm. Um, and through my relationship with her father, uh, she asked me for some help, and we looked at the plan being offered by her benefits consulting firm, 
and she'd be far better off and will be exercising the opportunity to buy an individual policy that for the same dollars that she'll spend for the other plan, will be able to buy much larger benefits that'll lock in her costs uh, over her lifetime and provide far more extensive benefits. So every situation is different, Jeff. That's the, and you really have to take the time to get to know the people you're talking to, know what they have and don't have in the way of financial wherewithal and, and go from there. Yeah, maybe I, I find it curious that a benefits consulting firm, which probably offers it as a benefit to its customers, would well, have- a guarantee a, issue, which right. they don't have to demonstrate. They have a window through which by virtue of their employment, they can obtain a level of cover sure. without any medical um, requirements. Yeah, so I just want to round out the conversation, close it out. Uh, let's just say that you don't have long-term care insurance. You know that Medicare and your health insurance provider will not pay. Mm -hmm. um, where 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 do you go for long-term care insurance? Can you do something like a reverse mortgage if you own a home? Can you look at your retirement assets if you have that or pension assets? Where do you go if you don't buy long-term care? Well, Again, not, not to scare people. I'm just saying, wait, let's put some ideas out there. Where else can you get money to fund uh, the long-term care? Depends on what you hold and what you own and what uh, what's the most um, advantageous way to access money. But the cost is there if, if it's realized. Probably two-thirds of the people in retirement, I may mention this earlier, um, will need some form of long-term care. Some may need it for a month or two. Some may need it for 10 years. Who knows? So you just can't totally quantify what the likely exposure will be. Um, I do want to mention one other thing if we have time. Yeah, go ahead. The, the long-term care, the insurance long-term care business has changed materially. In years gone by, you would buy a freestanding or an individual long-term care policy that, that would pay a benefit if, in fact, you needed it, but was worthless otherwise. Okay. Today, we see more and more what we call hybrid products that combine life insurance with long-term care insurance. And there are basically two flavors of that. One is you buy a life insurance policy, you buy an additional benefit associated with the policy that will allow you to, to access the death benefit of the policy in, in, in up to a stated percentage, let's say 4% per month. And so you're bringing forward or accelerating the life insurance benefit to pay for long-term care in the event you have long-term care, whatever you don't accelerate is payable at death. Those are more life insurance-oriented products, but they're they're attractive in the sense that they're self-completing whether you need long-term care benefits or death occurs. Yeah, and so so I mean, this is an example where the the evolution in the insurance industry. I mean, they're constantly creating new products. Last question, Dad, and I have to go. Uh, yeah. From whom do I buy long-term care insurance? Is it from a benefits broker? A healthcare broker, a financial advisor, all of the above. All of the above. So any any of those people, as long as they're licensed, and this would be an insurance product, so they'd have to have their what their six and sixty three in well, order not to. Necessary. You may not need a securities license. It depends on if you're buying a long term care product, you need a long term care license in the in the jurisdiction, the state you're in. If you are buying a hybrid product where there's life and long term care associated with it. If you're using a life product that is not a security, then you don't need a series 
six or whatever license. You just need a license to sell life insurance, but you also need a long-term care license. Sure. So, but having said that, there are, the most important thing is to find somebody you trust. And the best way to do that is to talk to people you know who've gone through this, who can who can suggest to you, I, I trust Bill or I trust Mary or whomever it's going to be. I've worked with her for years. She's really good. She serves, provides adequate service and ongoing service, and I trust her. Yeah, that's it's you really just can't Google and 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 find it that way. Dad, we're gonna have to leave it there. Great to talk to you as always. And look, we look forward to having you back on the program again very All soon. Right. All right. Thanks. Enjoy your day. Good luck. Bye-bye. And that wraps up this episode of BRNAM. Have a topic of interest? Someone you think we should talk to? Drop us a line. And don't forget, for all the latest curated news and lifestyle, wellness, finance, tech, so much more at all in one place, check out today's edition of our daily newsletter, The Morning Pulse. Want to search our archives, check out our latest content, and visit our website. We're back again tomorrow with another edition of BRNAM. We'll have a very special guest. Until then, I'm Jeff Snyder. Stay safe, keep on saving, and don't forget, roll with the changes. Now is your opportunity to co-create content around any topic on the first lifestyle and wellness network. Reach a global audience through our platform and co-own exclusive branded content. All of our programs are available on demand and also as audio only podcasts, so you can take us on the go. Broadcast Retirement Network, available anytime, anywhere, and on any device.